This is the, the most wonderful, imaginable world that you could ever imagine. Yep, yep. just the most wonderful. In the I would, I, I would venture that this definitely is a very imagined world. You know what that is? I was thinking about that because I was thinking like they could have taken the opportunity to and when when in every movie. There was always an opportunity to make parts of other movies not mm-hmm. canon anymore. It's almost... To, they're like, yes, all of this builds on each other. This It, it has like more lore than a Batman comic. It's almost <laughs> like, like there was a gun to their head. The amount of like shit that they had to shove into this movie. For no reason other than mm-hmm. to point at it and say, well, there it is. Yeah, no, it's, that happens. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like foreshadowing what Marvel movies would become. This movie, I felt like, was the first movie in a long time in these movies that I could tell what it was yeah. trying to do. Like the last two movies we watched, I felt like were just so off the wall, both like bonkers and yeah. generic. Uh, if that makes any sense. And the, the ones before that, I was like, okay, I see them trying to build this world. And this one, I can see them trying to build the world away yeah. from Tinkerbell. Like, I'm watching them trying to be like, she's not the most important person ever. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. work. Like, and this, I think this movie might be the only movie in which everybody actually, like, every single side character that we have been, like, constantly reintroduced to actually has stuff mm-hmm. to do in a meaningful way like they're talking to each other it's nice they're talking to each other they they get to like their their characteristics are yes. redefined because they need to redefine them and that's a really good choice as like now we can actually introduce these characters um yeah not since maybe the first movie and that was that one felt like so weird and like like a mandatory thing like we need to tell you who these characters are and this one I felt like they tried to build a story around them I'm not no, saying no, they no, no, do, no, no, no. I want to make that clear I think this is the it, worst one it, really I was going to say it might be one of the better ones I don't know if I would say the best or anything but it might, it's one of the good ones I think it's maybe I think that one. is true I think that is true. I think it is better than the last one. Here's what I think. I think this movie is one of my favorites, but like just the, the the sheer like visceral emotions that I felt while watching this movie were more emotion, it, not positive emotions, but more emotion than I felt in a while. I feel like I tried to ignore a lot of this movie. There is one aspect of this movie that did make me deeply furious, uh, but we won't get to so it. What, until yeah, it and what movie so. is this then? We haven't even said the name. This we have watched. The Pirate Fairy. Did I say no? You didn't. <laughs> Shit, I am positive. Are you sure. I'm exhausted. Welcome to Direct to Video. VHS, a podcast where we pair 
movies like Fine Wine. This movie watched The Pirate Fairy, which was um, excellent. I think we've decided it was it's the definitely best movie better ever than most of the movies that I've seen recently. <laughs> it is probably the third best version of Captain really Hook third? I've ever seen. For our for our podcast, I should oh, have okay. made that clear. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. It is definitely the. He, he might, might be second best. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Captain Hook in the original Peter Pan is he such is, a miss. Really? You think he's a miss? Yeah, I think he's a miss because he is only ever scary when there aren't. Yeah, any I guess that's true. He's only ever scary to his own crew. And whenever there's children, they're like, we're not scared of you. I, I uh, do think that Captain Hook in the original movie is uh, has so many notable quotables. That's fair. I think Captain Hook in the sequel is like the best. Oh, absolutely. He gets all the best, um, all the best things to do. This movie felt like somebody had at some point pitched a hook movie and you know like cruella somebody had pitched a hook movie and somebody else is like no no we could just fold that oh but tony there is a hook movie hey andy let me make my joke without without adding this terrible terrible revelation (sighs) wait there is well okay so there isn't a hook movie there is a movie in which hook is one of the if not the main characters because the most relatable version of Captain Hook that I can recall is Once Upon a Time. You ever see him? Tony, in Once I have upon never seen Once Upon a Time. He's sexy. Okay, give me a second. Once Upon a Time. You can't just <laughs> say things like that, Captain Hook. I mean, he is, though. He's like hot. He's like Hook, cool Once Upon a Time. Oh, my goodness. This guy's got eyeshadow yeah, for days. <laughs> yeah, I think this. I think Once Upon a Time came out not that long after Pirates of the Caribbean, and they left a little bit of Pirates. Of the they Caribbean left a little bit of it on him. They got a little bit of that Pirates of the Caribbean stank on him. Yeah, this is a pretty good hook, actually. I think so. In the live action Peter Pan movie that came out, gosh, ages ago now, like in two thousand three, he's played by Jason Isaacs, who who you might remember as Lucian Malfoy. And I, I knew okay. him first from this movie, um, he, where he plays both Mr. Darling and Hook. They double cast him just like in the play. And he is fantastic. He's the best part of the movie. Um, That's cool. I, I really like that idea. I feel like Hook in the, um, the original Disney's Peter Pan is kind of like overburdened with what he's supposed to be. Because in Peter Pan and what they don't do in the in that version, is Peter Pan's kind He's of a piece of shit. But, but they don't exactly get it across in that version. And therefore, Hook has to be the villain the whole time. And he's not very good at it, because that's not his job. No. Well, the, the thing about it is that, and I hate, I hate to say this, I hate to say the sentence that I'm about to say, but the reality of Peter Pan is that Peter Pan is the Joker. He is, he is a piece of shit... <laughs> Agent of Chaos type. He, he lives in a society. society. He uh, he's twisted. You know, he dances downstairs. All that shit. Like he, but like that's his role in the story. 
he believes that there are jokes that you should be able to make. Yes, yes, exactly. He believes. Yes, exactly. He thinks cutting off people's hands is funny. Um, he does. He, he thinks does. it's objectively hilarious. I mean, but like he's the, the 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 purpose of his character is to represent like the the you know, um, unad- uh, un literally unadulterated child mind. Like what children would be without without the hand of a competent adult to rear them. And that's supposed mm-hmm. to be a bad thing. But they don't exactly want to give you that as a no. bad thing. And Moving on, I was going to say that the Hook movie was Pan, which came out like in 2013. But I did forget that there is just a Robin Williams movie called Hook. <laughs> yes, there is a Robin Williams movie called Hook, but it's about Peter Pan. Yeah, so that was that, a good choice. Tom Hiddleston is Captain Hook in this movie. I didn't realize until the end of the movie when it's like, and Tom Hiddleston is James. And I was like, what the fuck? They, by the way, on IMDb, he is listed as James. And this is something that I, I feel like we should get it out, get it ahead of it. I will be calling him Captain Hook. Because he is Captain Hook, the whole movie. They do not call him that. It's like a weird inside joke. This movie is for small children who do need things and spelled yet, out. And yet, the one thing that they don't spell out is that this guy's Captain Hook. He's going to be Captain Hook. Let's start. The, right. the the beginning of this movie like explicitly references Peter Pan. The movie kind of just starts by just kind of reminding you, hey, remember, fa- these fairies exist on, on, uh, on Neverland. Neverland. I think we're, we're introduced to Zarina... Just faffing about. Yep, Serena's just wandering down, and she waves hi to all the other fairies, and they're all like, hey, Serena, why are you flying? She's like, oh, I ran out of fairy pixie dust. And you know what? That's no. uh, probably not a plot point. Yeah, how'd you run out of pixie dust? You are a dust fairy. And she's like, well, I, well, <laughs> I just like to walk. Serena's full of it. Zarina throughout this movie will have big Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock. Yes, <laughs> yes, Zarina exact is yes, thank you. That is perfect. She 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 exists to to do science, like capital S science. And and yes. everybody else in Pixie Hollow is like, you can't do capital S science. It's too dangerous. You don't know what you're messing with. Yes. She questions things, and they're like, don't question things. And the thing that bothers me is, you know, why don't I, why don't we, why don't I mention this at the uh, after the explosion? She goes down to work, which, like, like I said, she works at the uh, she works at the yeah, pixie dust. She works tree. with Terrence. Yes, and this is the first and pretty much last time we'll see Terrence, which is the correct amount. Of we time will see him one more time. We- <laughs> yes, that's true. We one see more everybody. time. Uh, one more time. Um, her job is to tie up the leaves full of pixie dust to, I guess, hand out to the fairies or whatever they do with them. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Just packaging And it. she says, how come when we sprinkle it on something, it makes it float, and when we tie it up in the leaves, they don't float? And that's an excellent question. And everybody's just like, that's just how it works. She's like, yeah, but why does it work that way? And so we have all this, and, and it turns out it's her day to... To let out some of the blue dust, in which the tree. is what yeah, it's what it's what the tree focuses 
and in order to create the the ever flowing river of pixie dust. You might have forgotten this if it has been a while since you have watched um, the, the lost, lost yes. treasure. Tinkerbell yes, 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 lost yes, yes. Treasure. Like we said earlier, Fairy Hollow is overburdened with so much lore at this point. And again, I see what they're trying yeah. to do, but it's like, I here's the thing, this thing is, has to come in in the next movie at some point. Like, that's the problem they're well, making. He, well, ex- except here's the thing is, I don't think the next movie has anything to do with Pixie Dust, so I think they, they save Maybe. themselves there. Maybe, but this movie didn't have anything to do with the Winter Fairies, did it? And we get to see the Winter Fairies one last That's time. True. That's true. That's true. Pour some out for the Winter Fairies. Let's Pour one out. They them. all died in this movie. It's so frustrating because, like, her whole so her whole thing is that she's Tinkerbell. She's literally just Tinkerbell again, right? Somebody even says it. Her boss, I believe, Fairy Larry. Uh, great name. God, is that really his name? I was going to ask you. Do you remember what the, this fucking asshole name is? Fairy Larry or Fairy Gary? Like he has one of the rhyming names. Yeah, this guy, but worst boss, worst boss. You think he, he is so bad at this? I'm going to give. I'm going to give everybody a little piece of advice here, which is if you are, let's say, upper to upper management to owner of a company of some kind, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you got an evil mad scientist. On, it happens to the best of us. You hire somebody because they're qualified and they happen to be, at, if not evil, at least a mad scientist, capital S, capital sure. M. You don't don't fire that person. Don't discourage that person. Don't encourage them either. Just, you know, treat them with with the care that you would treat like a loose bottle of nitroglycerin and just keep an eye on them at all times because... You, you might never, want to find them a project. Yeah, you never. Yeah, find them something really big to work on that you know won't kill everyone. That because the last thing you want explode. is somebody creating. Yeah, you don't want somebody creating like a micro sun that kills their wife, right? Like these are the these are the dangers. <laughs> Speaking of dangers, Zarina after Fairy Larry, I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep calling him Larry. Uh, he's, he's, he feels like a Larry. Slaps her down about like. You know, how does all this work? She swipes some of the blue pixie dust to take home and work on her experiments. She's been doing experiments with pixie dust, pixie dust and all that works. Turns out you need the blue pixie dust, and then she can make a bunch of different colored pixie dust, which can give her the powers of other fairies. Of other fairies. And this is, this is heresy, what she's doing. Apparently? It's, it's, they don't say it, but like, what she's doing is taboo, and it's implied that at some point in fairy history, messing with these other dusts was common. Or at least just done one other time, right? And something terrible happened. You, Yeah, maybe somebody lost their wings or something. I don't, Or maybe, you know, layered legs. I don't know. <laughs> um, but the, the effects of the dust are temporary. Um, and she only has a limited amount of this, of, of the blue dust to use. She has like literally, I think like one, she has one dust and she just keeps like, chipping away at it <laughs> like I'll, right. I'll get like a fraction of a fraction so she she unlocks a bunch of other pe- fairies powers and accidentally grows so much vines that it almost destroys the tree that makes all the fairy dust the pixie dust rather 
I'm gonna keep calling it the wrong thing. She first she she um I guess hires Tinkerbell to help her out. Oh my god! Out. Yeah, this is how Tinkerbell is introduced. I forgot about that. They wait so long because they really don't want this movie to be about Tinkerbell. They 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 want this is a movie about Zarina uh, and her bad relationship. Tinkerbell and the other fairies have their own like almost D and D side quest adventure, but. They're they're not the focus. Zarina is the focus. And it really shows in this scene where like Tinkerbell is reacting to her as opposed to causing trouble for the first time in her life. Right. Tinkerbell's like, hey, are you sure we should do this? Which is something Tinkerbell has never said before. Tinkerbell in her entire life. At this point, which is maybe a few years, but it will be one year more, more further yeah. obscuring the timeline. So, I, so Tinkerbell <laughs> is at at least three years old at most five is where I'm I'm at here. <laughs> But so the but Zarina creates purple pixie dust, which is like the big like whoa, oh my god, what is this? I would assume it was speed dust, but apparently it's not. And yes, she acts. What's it do? It I don't remember what it does. I don't think it does. Is that, is that the wind one? Yeah, yeah. The the wind switch because it's color coded to the fairies. But but the purple dust I think is the wind swift dust, right? Right. And then she, yeah, I think so. so she starts creating a bunch of dusts and Tinkerbell's like, this seems like a bad idea. They start arguing about it. And then she accidentally causes a terrorism, which, you know, she does some light terrorism, just a very, very light. Ter- like people get locked into their homes. This is it's like fine. Nobody dies. But like, you know, it's, yeah, it's a big oopsie terrorism. Yeah. You know, who hasn't? Right. It's like, what if you No, I don't want to make this joke. It's, uh... <laughs> It's it, here's here's what I'll say, right? What what she does is about two steps below, maybe four steps below the ending of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh man, uh, yeah, it's a couple steps, right? Below. Like or- what she does basically is she almost destroys a pillar of her society, but almost like she stops it. It gets She's, stopped. It gets stopped, and also, <laughs> and honestly, would it have destroyed it? Probably not. It would have, if anything, it would have just made it grow larger, which is like whatever. Right? Who knows? Uh, we. So Zarina is fired by Gary Larry. He's like, if you're gonna mess with us like this, you can't be here. I I do like that. I, I think at one point somebody is like Tinkerbell. Did you do this? <laughs> yes, that was great. That was great. Um. I called him Gary Larry, and now I think that's what I need to call him for the rest of the show. <laughs> Ger- so. Ger- Gary Larry is Gary like, Larry. you're fired, Zarina, because because only Tinkerbell gets forgiveness. Right. Well, he does. He thinks she's going to be dangerous, and then she takes this as the, the chance to run off forever, because she's so sad mad. She's, yeah. And then, and then we get- And then- it's not. It's not the. It's not the worst use of this, but I do love that a year just passed. It's just a year. Hey, a year has passed. Like whoa, we've been focusing so hard on like, wait, how does this timeline even make sense? And now they're just throwing in an extra year. Throw in a year, and it's uh, maybe in that year was when the other stuff happened. Oh my god! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> no, it it's it's possible. It is, right? I think I think it's it's possible that the last three movies could have fit in between the prologue and the at this movie. Jesus Christ, Tony. I'm gonna have to like <laughs> I'm gonna have to like string this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make like a a chronological cut of this movie. It's gonna make sense. 
people are going to come up to us and be like, so what do you think is the correct order to watch the Tinkerbell movies? <laughs> the Tinkerbell movies. And I'd be like, well, I recommend the, <laughs> the, we have to create like a ridiculous name, right? Like they always have like, I recommend the Chekhov order. The Chekhov order. Chekhov, Chekhov's was... order. You, <laughs> you watch the first movie. And then right. you watch the first 14 minutes of a Pirate Fairy. Then you watch the next three movies. And then you watch the rest of Pirate Fairy. I was going to say the Gemini Order. That's where you start with the winter one. So that you know the whole time that she's actually a twin. And then you just start with the beginning. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That way it's not a surprise. That's why it's not a surprise. People don't like surprises. Nobody likes surprises. Who has ever liked a good twist? Not me. I mean, this is a movie where everything, you're pretty sure where everything's going the entire time. So and, Yeah, no, it's, it's, fuck. Okay, so we, we are watching, I don't really know what this is. I don't think we ever get into it. It's the it. Olympics. It's, it's the Olympics. It's the Olympics, the Olympics, right? They're doing. I was kind of irritated that we were somehow recording this movie after the Olympics happened. And. I was also mad that I, my hope, what my hope was when I first watched it, that we'd be able to get it out right around the time Loki came out. Uh, and then I moved mm-hmm. and then the Olympics happened. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get it in time for the Olympics. And then I was not done moving. I was like, God. <laughs> ah. Well, I'll have to make a note to, to tag this with both Tom Hiddleston and the Olympics just so we can get and, some of that. And Loki. And Loki. And alligator Loki. Fuck, that's actually fair. <laughs> so i haven't seen the show so i have no idea i just know that it's a meme i don't i don't know alligator loki's the best version of loki because he doesn't betray anybody he's an alligator that's true alligators can't betray anybody no you're pretty sure about what they want the whole time yeah which is your hands um so they're doing the opening ceremony to fairy olympics and um we got a, we get a vuvuzela joke which is very topical we get Tinkerbell. I love I love lines like this in movies. I think I've talked about this before where she point it cuts to the the winter fairies are doing their opening ceremony and it cuts to what uh uh Periwinkle and it cuts back to Tinkerbell and she's like that's my sister. It's like, yeah. It's we know. Yeah, Tinkerbell. We, we were we were you, you you every single person that you're telling this to knows this already. It's it's my favorite thing in movies. Whenever it, it's it's like it's like such a like production or producer coming in and going, "Who's that? What's happening?" Right. And the writer having to be like, "Fuck. Okay, we'll write a line in here that just quickly explains like uh, it's salt. That guy's getting his soul sucked. That's my sister." <laughs> like, oh, it's salt is a great line too. It is my favorite line. <laughs> Well, because here's the thing, the audience needs to know that it's salt. It's salt. Because otherwise this scene is dumb and doesn't make any and sense. And doesn't make any sense. But the 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 in-universe. In-universe, it's this motherfucker. Why you, you're about to get into a fight. What are you licking what the you ground, ground for? I think that was probably like Palpatine's grandson or some shit. <laughs> so Switch. We get we we are introduced to Zarina's costume change, which is the coolest. It's an upgrade. I think it's the coolest a fairy has has looked in a while. Yeah, um, they do they they do a lot with the costumes in this one, even if it's just like they they get to mess with the colors of the fairies. Yeah, I feel like somebody somebody in character design was having fun. 
Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I do think that like the entire design of Serena is so much better than like any of what her character gets to do. Because uh, she's just because <laughs> she's just a pirate fairy. She's she's wearing pirate stuff. She's got like a little pirate yeah. coat and a little pirate bandana and a little pirate sword. Mm-hmm. And she's sneaking around doing something suspicious. You're like, oh. So the suspicious thing that she does is grows a bunch of poppies. Yes. And lets all the pollen shoot out over the fairies so that they all pass out. Importantly, Rosetta uh, realizes what's happening and makes everybody else hide. And Clank has to go to the bathroom and therefore misses being poisoned. Misses being poisoned. This is important. Actually, let me say the other thing that I said to say when everything went wrong. These movies, like, are trying to be pro, like, experimentation, pro, like, engineer, almost, with what Tinkerbell turns out to be, and are also anti-science. Well, the, the, the idea being that, like, we're, we're pro-industrialization, but we are not pro-curiosity. It's very odd. Zarina is vilified for her mistakes, and is eventually forgiven for them for no reason. And we are not told, oh, it's because what she did was actually good. We're, we're not told that. We don't understand that to really be true. Yeah. But this thing that she does here is why she should not be forgiven for anything ever. Because she poisons the entire population of fairies during the Olympics, even though she doesn't need to and could just steal this powder, steal this fairy dust that she wants, because everybody's already distracted. She can fly. And I want to mention something else very interesting, because it didn't occur to me until later. It was very big fridge logic. I was literally at the fridge when I thought of it. Nice. If Clank had not missed getting poisoned, all of the winter fairies would have died. They would have died. Which means that Serena is an attempted mass murderer. I, I think at that point it's genocide. Yes. Let's call it attempted genocide. Attempted like, genocide. That is, this person is so much worse than like the movie means for her to be. And And here's the thing, right? Like, you can argue, well, the Winter Fairies wouldn't have died. They would have just lost their wings and their powers. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, but, sure. But, so they just get mutilated. So, so they, just get brutally, they just get brutally maimed and also are, like, unable to do their job, right? Like, a thing that they, like, right. they need to do to keep, like, nature and balance in order or whatever. Like, she was willing. Yes, canonically, that's what they do. Keep nature in balance. She was willing to. She's sacrificing the whole world. The whole really. world. A world without Christmas. Can you imagine? Um, like, right? Like, but just like, right? Like, for and for what? Well, we're going to find out later for what. But like, it's hard to imagine something that is worth all of this effort, especially when she could have just, she can fly. She could have just gone and taken it. No one's guarding it. No one's guarding it. They're all at the stupid Olympics. And that's why she attacked the Olympics, so that nobody would be able to find her. But they wouldn't even have known it was gone for, like, days, probably. Or at least a day. At least a whole 12 hours. And also, right. no one who like no one would have seen her. And mm-hmm. no one even would even know where to start looking for her. Because she, had, right. she was hidden. She had a secret hideout. The heist of the century. She steals fairy dust, flies away. 
uh, Clank manages to see her and the and gets the other fairies who have locked themselves in this this dumb mechanical thing that Tinkerbell has made. Oh man, I just realized Tinkerbell doesn't get to create anything in this. No, she, she no, she, she doesn't. Powers. Yeah, no, she doesn't because she loses her powers, and apparently that means she can't invent, which is yes, bananas. It's, it, it is it is fascinating because everybody else is obviously like outward facing magic, but maybe she has inward brain magic. Brain magic. Yeah, it's dumb. It's stupid. Like it's d- okay. So yes, it's dumb. However, the highlights of this movie for me was mostly video realizing that she was Tinkerbell now. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. And like, there is something very, very purely like rivals to lovers about video and yes, Tinkerbell yes, yes. that I find so interesting and that definitely wasn't entirely done on purpose. <laughs> and it's just, it's just fun. I think video might be my favorite character now. No, absolutely. She, she gets, she gets... Uh, I think I she might have. Everybody else is so bubbly by comparison. Yeah, I do think she oh, gets. Although weirdly, she does lose her pants. Oh yeah, that's right. Her pants are <laughs> pants are are part of the um, the talents. Are is your outfit? Yeah, I guess that's what they're. I forget that's what they're fucking called. They're called talents. I have it here in my notes. Talents. But so she steals all the blue pixie dust. We get an owl jump scare at some point. Whether cha- when they're chasing her, they're chasing her down. <laughs> And they find out that she's being assisted by <gasps> human pirates. Human pirates, which they don't say. They just say pirates. Pirates, because assuming that all pirates are human. Right, which is, I guess, an important assumption. But it does seem a little bit weird, because it seems weird that she would get any human's help. And it'd be weird that she got a pirate's help. How did they get here? Yes, that is the question. Hook says that it is easier to, like, cross... He says something, like a throwaway line, I believe, about how you can, like, cross worlds or something, but he can't cross to the sky yet. Like, something wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think is supposed to explain how he ended up on Neverland somehow. Now, here's the thing, right? Like, assuming what you told me about the books is true and that Neverland is supposed to be an allegory for the new world. That's all fine and dandy, but in these movies, it is a magical place. It's a magical world because they, even specifically when they're leaving Neverland, they still have to fly to the first start of the right. Now, that wouldn't be the first start of the right if they were going in the elf direction, so it must be magic. We never get an explanation for how the fuck they got here. No, not really. Or even how they encountered Zarina. There is a Bit of an explanation. Host make Hook makes a toast. Yes. About how they were stranded on this island, so maybe they got here in like a magical storm or something. For all we know. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Oz style. And Serena like found them. It's yeah. Again, it's all very vague. But I guess the idea of how pirates would get on any magical island is vague. Uh, anyway, yeah. The the girls catch up to Serena and they're gonna kick her ass. And she fucking poofs them with a bunch of weird uh, pixie dust. She does it, but well, I think I think they they get away with they surprise the pirates. They get away with stealing back the blue dust, but then Zarina chases them down, and with her mm-hmm. new mastery of the many colored pixie dusts, she manages to trick them, get them wet, and then also like poof them with purple dust, right? Which we find out what it does. I guess we don't find out what it does, but what it does to them in this moment 
is probably the best part of the movie. Yes, it's good, although it does have an issue with, like, if you compare it to the first movie, you think to yourself, well, if this was possible, then there was a way for Tinkerbell to not be a tinker. And for her to have a talent that was more to the talent than what she wanted. Yes. And not having to settle for something that wasn't what she wanted, even if she learned to love it. Yeah. And then the whole point of that movie, and therefore of kind of all of the movies, falls apart a little bit. The fact that Tinkerbell's brain is her powers. Yeah, because my assumption in that first movie was that Tinkers are the fairies that don't have powers. Right, or they have just, you know, powers of flight, basically. They're good at putting stuff together, but, like, they can't shoot sunlight at stuff. Yeah, and they can't, like, be super wind swift or grow plants or, you know, every other fairy has, like, a tangible physical... They're like Sokka in the Avatar Yes, yes. You know, they have a boomerang. It's got a boomerang. He builds stuff sometimes, but, like, everybody else's fucking magic powers. He just has to deal with it. And he just has to deal with it. And that, to me, like, like, they can fly, but, like... That to me is cool, right? Like the idea that like like this is a society in which everybody has a purpose. Mm-hmm. They live in a society, and it's and like if you're born without inherent powers, like you can still contribute. Like there's a place for you, right? The reveal that it's all just like an outside chemical, the fairy yeah. dust working on them, is super weird. It's very weird. It's very. Here's the thing, right? Is like the idea that there are people, there's always a place for somebody to do something to help out is great. The idea that people are inherently born to invent things or whatever is like, we're running into some really weird territory that I'm just not comfortable with. But then because this changed them, you can't even say like, it's because they have learned talents or, or it's inherent. Like they have things that they used to be good at and now they're not good at them anymore. I mean, what's her face fawn. Her thing that she's good at is animals like her. That is also not inherent to her. It's just something that gets shaken up when somebody blows magic dust at her. I don't know. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. It just doesn't make sense. We are actively overanalyzing this. The thing is, is if... Why bring it up at all? (laughs) Why do it? Right? Like, I don't know. I like the gimmick, though. I like the gimmick. It's a fun gimmick. They They do a lot of fun stuff with it. Even just at the beginning when Tinkerbell accidentally shoots everybody with water again. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And then we get to the part of the movie that frustrated me for the whole movie. Because we cut back to Zarina. Oh, wait, do they find the baby crocodile first? Well, I was going to talk about the baby crocodile, but you might be right. I like the baby crocodile. I think it's cute. It's, I, think it's the, I think it's like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I will never forgive Rosetta for being mean to them. <laughs> <laughs> Because I love this tiny little monster. I love that I know it's going to grow up to eat Captain Hook's hand. Right. (laughs) I honestly thought it was going to happen in this movie. I was waiting for it. And every time I had to remind myself, like, no, idiot. This is a movie for babies. Also, Peter Pan canonically cuts off his hand. And I did not know if they were going to try to mess with that. Right? Oh, man. But But I kept on looking at that crocodile. Like, he is small enough to, like, get a hand in there. Right, to get a hand in there. Um, they end up they, they end up doing a sort of um, they, they sort of split the difference by giving the crocodile whose name will from that point on be TikTok TikTok uh, 
he he gets to devour the clock. He gets to eat the clock, which is great. I still like that. Here's the thing that I don't like about this movie. Does Captain Hook understand Zarina or not? Yes, he does. He has to, right? He has to. He does. In a lot of in 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 the scenes where it's just Serena and and Hook Captain Hook yeah Twink Hook they seem to be able to hold conversation. Serena even tells him how to fly better, and he figures that out. He figures that out. He knows her name, but from his perspective, she is just speaking in bells. Correct. Now they do mention that Captain Hook, and this is the mm-hmm. only the closest thing. That they ever have to an explanation to this at all. Yes. They do mention that he is educated. Yes, he is an Oxford man. He's an, he, specifically, he is an Oxford man, which is bananas uh, because Captain Hook in the I movies. I always thought that he was from Cambridge. Yeah, I always thought he was more of a Cambridge guy like James yeah. Bond. No, I. This, he's a fucking pirate. He's a pirate. He's a fucking <laughs> pirate. The. He's not a privateer, right? He's not like a member. He's not like a an agent of the British Crown. He's a fucking you don't, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't know pirate. where his life took him. I know. Maybe he spent a year at Oxford. Ab- absolutely not. No, this this man who like no 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 no. He cannot. He cannot. This man is not an upper crust man. I don't know. He has such a big feather. At some point between this movie and the beginning of Peter Pan. The man grows a mustache and goes crazy. He grows a mustache, he goes crazy, but also he stops sounding like Tom Hiddleston and starts sounding <laughs> like Jim Cummings. And that's a huge fucking gap, right? That's something that like smoking for 20 years won't do to you. Let me just, sorry, let me just take a quick, just really quick. I'm going to pop over to IMDb. Just super, super quick. Oh, he was in, he was, in the new. Yes, he is. The, the, the new thing, which makes sense. I'm Keep, just going to really... <laughs> okay, okay. He has never played Captain Hook. No. Oh, was I wrong about that? It does not look like Captain Hook is on his. Really? IMDb. I could have sworn it was him. So Jim Cummings has never officially played Captain Hook. The reason I was checking was because Jim Cummings is absolutely in this movie. He is absolutely in this movie. Regardless. Yeah. My point. Back to my point. Like, he has to go from sounding like an upper crust. I just, I don't see it. I don't see it. Yes, I to this. Yeah. That was maybe a little too far. Yes. Yes. Precisely. That that does bring me to my other point, which is, why don't we get young, hot Shmi? It is weird, right? He has, like, four crew members, and none of them are anybody we know. And it's like, why is that? I, and here was my thought, before I, before I put together that he was Captain Hook, because it did take me a while. Oh, really? He was wearing red. My initial Maybe. thought, well, but my, because he's wearing a vest. He's not wearing the jacket. And my initial thought was, with his little upper crust accent, I was like, is this young hot Shmi? Oh my god, I can't believe that's where you went. I just actually thought that he was a cabin boy, and that, like, therefore nobody else in his, on the crew, is his crew yet. Yeah. But when they reveal that he actually is the captain, then you're like, so where's the crew? So where's the crew? This is a boat. This is a boat. I would say, if if, if you take into account that this is the smallest possible boat of this kind, of this era, needs a crew of at least 150 people. <laughs> where 
is everybody? We got it's four. It's not a small ship. We got four people, and all of them are are racially coded in ways that I do not enjoy. Well, most yeah, of them. I was. Uh, it struck me as a way to add diversity to the movie, but done in such a way that they kind of just seem stereotypical. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Like, listen. Yeah. I think part of my problem with it is we get this incredibly long, incredibly boring song. The guy who plays Yang is 100% not Chinese. No, absolutely not. This is a black guy. Yeah, okay, well, that's definitely not what I expected, but... No, it's just, it's wild. It's just like, in fact, oh, do you know who he is? Who is he? the voice of Captain Gantu. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. This is kind of awesome, but it's like it's such a weird miscasting. You this it is twenty fourteen. This is this is not excusable anymore. All right, yeah. you cannot do this. It sucks that none of these people are anybody from the main movie. Like, plus here's the thing: I would be fine with a bunch of white pirates. Yeah, we know that they're from England. They're pirates from England. I don't need like it's I don't like the turn of the century. Then England's not that much of a melting pot. It's the turn of the century. I get it. They're white. That we can. What? Okay. You do, you don't have to throw in joke characters. Yeah, like. but and here's the other thing, right? Is if if like like if you want to spice things up, first of all, don't call it that. <laughs> but if you want to add, oh, no, don't spice this up. You know, according to IMDb, Smee is in here, but I don't believe it. You keep talking. What? No. You keep talking. I'm gonna oh, try to find. No. A- no. He. Fi- they find him at the end of the movie. I'm sorry. Is there an after credits part of the movie? Yeah, I believe so. Did you not? Did you not stick around? Absolutely not. Did you not stick around? I stuck around because, but I I could have sworn that there's like a a moment at the end of the movie in which he is saved, fished out of the water by Shmi. I'm looking for it now. Okay. It's not not an after credits. I, I, I don't know if I just wasn't looking. Is it an intercredits? Or did you just did you just hit the end of the movie and you were like, well, that's the end of the plot. I'm out. No, I remember him being bit by the crocodile and going, I'm not a codfish. And then it goes back to the fairies and for fucking ever, no. oh, okay. we get it, some last shit with the fairies. It is it is an intercredits. Oh my god. So literally, like, you get, like, all the producers and the director and then you get an intercredits scene in which... Uh, James is fished out of the water by Shmi. Oh, wow. He looks uh, weird. He looks very weird. He doesn't look... He looks so much like his animated counterpart that he doesn't look like he belongs in this movie. Yeah, that does happen. I was going to talk about it. I'm surprised that you didn't see that. I guess I'm not because you, you, you hard exit these movies pretty fast. I usually try to stick around for the credits just to, like, see actor names. But, oh, yeah, what I was going to say earlier, actually, before we get to this song... If if you like, listen. You have an all. You have like a. You have like an all mayo sandwich. I get it. It's disgusting. You want to throw some. You want to throw some stuff in there that isn't just mayonnaise. Okay. You don't. If you had made any reference to any other food, it would have been offensive. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Other than an all mayonnaise sandwich. Yeah, all my day sandwich is like, yeah, I get it. And then you did said any other thing. Oh, if I- <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, you wanna you wanna add some diversity to a cast. And that's fine. That's perfectly right. understandable. The best thing about I think these fairy movies is the fact that the cast of 
of fairies are are a diverse cast and they're all voiced by mm-hmm. actors of color. That's fantastic. You got to bring that A game to these background characters too. Yeah, because this is like a C game they got going here. This I, is nothing. This is some 1980s ass shit. It's 2014. Do better. Like, no, you don't get an excuse for this. I don't care how direct to video you are. Especially because I feel like you need to overcorrect when you are talking about Peter Pan. Any Peter Pan adaptation, right? Right. You have to. You have to go a little bit the extra mile. You can't just assume nobody's going to be offended because it is an inherently offensive source material, and so you need to push back against it a little. So we get this long, incredibly boring song. Yeah, you know what? I've started doing something with these fairy movies that I don't think I've been able to do with other ones, which is completely ignore the songs. Yeah, they're just not great, and they don't get better. No, this one might have the worst songs in it because they were the most like pop songs, and one of them had a lot of repeating words. You know, a kid is going to latch on to those. Oh god, yeah, you can't, you can't. You just gotta, you gotta mute it, skip it, mute it, whatever you gotta do. So while this is happening, the uh, what, what are we going to call Tinkerbell and Co? I would call them the fairies. They're the only fairies besides the pirate one. Besides the pirate fairy, yeah. All right, that's fair. So the fairies, the uh, melted Crayola crayons. Yeah, that's kind of what they look like. Good looks for some of them. Some of them it works. Some of them, the the problem with doing a gradient, and this is a thing that I kind of, I learned from work, from doing gradients for the icon for our show, is that sometimes when you do a gradient between two colors, you end up with brown. And that is like the worst looking thing. Um, That is the trouble. You know who looks pretty good is Silver Mist. And honestly, I think it's because she gets Vidya's pants. She gets pants. She gets to add a little bit more color to it at the yeah, end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. The fairies um, find the pirates and they start. They infiltrate the boat. Um, mm-hmm. We also see that Zarina has grown an entire replacement tree for um, creating pixie dust. Yeah, that's a. It's basically the biggest revelation in the whole movie, and. Not a lot is done with it, besides the fact that it's a place where they can make pixie dust. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, if her plan was always to knock out all the fairies, why would she need another tree? Yeah, well. Although maybe it was to keep her able to fly for that year that she that she couldn't get anymore. So you know what? I'll allow it. And it's in the, it's in, did you mention it was in Skull Island? Yes, yes. It's also, it's in Skull Island. Um, so it's our first our, our first official viewing of Skull Island. This is technically, I think this is the only movie in any of the movies in which we're actually like foraying into very traditional Peter Pan locations. Right, yeah. Which is weird because we spent the last two movies going to like the winter side of the island. And London. <laughs> and London and the desert side of the island. God, what do we do? At this point, we get the, the we get the lowdown from James. We get the lowdown from Ca- at this point. We know he's Captain Hook. We get the lowdown from mm-hmm. Captain Hook with what's happening here, which is that. Well, we know. I want to make something clear. We know he's gonna be Captain Hook. We know he's gonna be Captain Hook. We we don't know that he's definitely gonna betray Zarina. Yes, you do. What? Uh, you uh, listen. In, I get it. Maybe if you're five, but if maybe if you're in the age yes, range yes, that yes, this movie yes. is, if, if you're in the age range that this movie is aiming for, maybe you missed it. Maybe you're like, oh, <laughs> he, he looks a little sinister there, huh? But if you know, if you've seen a movie before, I think at this point you kind of get the gist of what's gonna happen. <laughs> so. 
if if you've seen Frozen and this is movie number two, you get it. He goes to kiss Serena. He's like, oh, it's too bad nobody it's loves you. too bad you. nobody loves you. Yo, okay, but also while we're here, the vibe between Serena these two. Captain Hook and Serena have a weird thing. It's weird. It feels like they want to go down to whatever town you go to when one of you is a fairy and the other is a grown man. Yes, it seems sounds a little complicated. Um, but there is like some actual what feels like romantic or sexual tension there. Like Zarina's whole thing is that this charming guy has won her over and is going to betray her, which is like absolutely a romantic plot point. Right, yeah, exactly. And like maybe I'm sorry, I want to be fair. That's not her whole thing. Her other thing is that she's um, Doc Ock from Spider-Man. Too. Yeah, that she's, before, a, that she's a mad scientist. But I want to scientist. say it again. She's crazy. And in, in a fun way. <laughs> in, a, in a very fun way. In a way that they could have done something better with, right? Because it sucks. That she doesn't actually get to do that much. That she doesn't have, like, a villainous goal. Like, it, her whole thing is that she has been promised a spot in this crew if she can get them back home. Well, spot on the top. A spot at the she top, specifically. She the captain, which is hilarious. And I would not have known that Jane was going to betray her if she wasn't the captain. Right? If it was just... Because I was like, if she was just on the crew, I'd be like, absolutely, you want a fairy on your crew. What's yeah, the problem with that? Right? No. Yeah, hell yeah. Especially if she can get you, like, dust and she's getting you flying. But, like, the fact that they are all, like... Oh, she's our captain. There's nothing we can do to fight back. Is like, oh, okay. This is this is all a, right. a fucking like fairy tale for her. Pardon the pun. No, I, I, I'll allow it. But it's it's bananas because they're putting all of this trust in her. The the ruse of them believing she's a captain that you can take or leave that. But they explicitly trust her to be able to do this, and yet also didn't know if she could do it. I mean, maybe they really were as hard up as it sounded in his toast, which is like, they can't leave. They got here somehow, and they're stuck. And they're and stuck. the only thing they can do is, like, trick this tiny woman. Into. Into getting them the hell Into getting home. But then here's the thing, right? If that's the case, right? They showed their hand way too early. I mean. Yes. Like, you wait until you're back in fu- on fucking London-ass water. You gotta be in the middle of the Thames. Jeez, the Thames, really. But that'd be fair, because if they betray her later, then what can she do about it? What she can she might do? not be able to get home. Yeah. Like, just you put her in a jar, and yeah, and that's it. And that's it, I guess. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the, end of the end of it. Yeah, and then Captain Hook has just like a little, like a little skeleton in a jar in his boat. <laughs> wow, this is sad. That he just points to and is like, "I did that." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's a movie there, right? Because then you get to get another right. like cool London chase sequence or something. This whole movie takes place in Neverland, which is fine. But it, it's frustrating that Zarina's whole thing is just she's got a crush on this boy who, understandably, is voiced by Tom Hiddleston. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But like. But also, he's voiced by Tom Hiddleston. She should know that he'll betray her. She should know that he's going to betray her. I guess this is a year after Avengers, isn't it? Wild. Two? It's 2014, you said, right? Avengers is 2012. Did Avengers 2 come out by 2014, I thought? No, 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 no. I meant that it's been two years since Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah. It did come out in 2012. I Late 2012, but yeah. 
the, the, the entire time they're having this weird, very tense romantic exchange, the other fairies are trying to break in and for some reason don't use the tiny fairy door that was installed to let fairies in. Uh, the fairy door was locked. If you were paying more attention. No, maybe. listen, y- y- wouldn't it be easier to break in through the fairy door than the big ass door, though? They opened the big door. <laughs> anyway, they get in. They get in. And they, at this point, they also figure out the lowdown that she's trying to get them enough dust to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this is a point. This is around the time we figure out that. Uh, oh, they get. Do they get trapped at this point? I think they do. They get found out, right? No, not yet. They um, get into antics for a little while. They try to. They try to steal the dust while uh, Captain Hook and Serena flirt. Vidya has to do the tinker stuff so she can make a fish hook to get the dust with. But eventually they miss it, and they are at the tree, and Serena starts adding dust to the tree, and then the girls try to stop her directly, and they just get got. They just get got by the pirates. The pirates just get her because they're, you know, full-grown men who can throw a bag of worms. Also, there's, there, you know, there, there. While there is only five of them, there is five of them. I, I don't care how much magic you have. If it's five on five and you're small, like you gotta rethink your your tactics. So they get got. They get got. They get thrown in a um like a lobster cage. a lobster cage, yeah. And that's where they're gonna spend the next maybe twenty minutes. I feel like uh, while other stuff happens in the movie, while the big all of the big Zarina stuff happens. Mm-hmm. She gets betrayed. Gasp. She gets betrayed. And then Who could believe it? We get the introduction of, and this was honestly, this was a bit of Peter Pan lore I did not think we were going to get. We get the lantern that he keeps Tinkerbell in. Yes. Because he uses it to trap Serena. I think that makes more sense than introducing the clock. No, I think that's fair. I just didn't expect it. For sure. I don't see that as like an artifact like an important artifact from that movie <laughs> yeah that's legal. if you go visit if you go visit captain hook's cabin at disneyland you don't expect there to be like a replica of it there he just grabbed a lantern and shoved her in it just now we find out oh it's actually it's important because he mentions straight up that it's very proof which is weird because do you know what's not the lobster cage the lobster cage is not fairy proof and you put five fairies in there you have this and I don't know, maybe he's thinking, uh, maybe you know, he is an Oxford man. Maybe he's like, well, it would be inhumane to put five of them in there. <laughs> yeah, that's some community college bullshit. And to be fair, the fairies, once Cook, I don't know what his fucking name is, uh, the Cook throws a bag of potatoes on the cage. It's probably Cook. It's I mean, I see somebody named Starbird, it might be him, but who might cares? Be, it might be, but who cares? Once he throws a sack of potatoes on them, they're done for. There's no way they're getting out. Do you know what irritated the hell out of me? I mean, this is this is maybe not fair. Yeah. But the reason they ended up getting caught was because gosh, who is it? Raven. So it's Iridessa. Iridessa has the plant growing powers now instead of her light powers, and she is very bad at them. She never quite gets the hang of them. What it is, is they are too powerful. Uh, and and so, like, at one point she steps on a branch and shoots them all out and then they end up getting caught. I thought she was just gonna touch some potatoes. Potatoes grow stuff all the time. You've seen The Martian. Yeah. You could totally use them to bust out of there. I absolutely thought, oh yeah, just use the potatoes. And maybe it's because they're in a sack. I guess, but like, you know, that was like a hemp sack. I feel like you could just... You, you, right, you're tiny. They're tiny. Just- 
just worm your way through. To be fair, this lobster cage does have uh, the vibes of like, you could probably squeeze out of there if you tried hard enough. They stick their legs under it at one point. Yeah, right. Like, So I've, like, although I guess canonically fairies have big hips. Big hips. All of them. At least, you know, I think it would have been very funny if all of them could squeeze out and Tinkerbell couldn't. That would be good, actually. Then now we're working in a space where it's like, well, we can't leave a man behind. And it's also working in a much better space for Peter Pan. Be like, she's not staring at her hips because she thinks they're too big. She's staring at her hips because they constantly get her caught in stuff. She constantly is unable to escape from places because of how big her hips are. And honestly, I get it. I get it. I'm there. I'm feeling it. (laughs) I'm constantly getting stuck in keyholes. Instead, our little baby man comes back. My favorite boy. This motherfucker is following his ungrateful mother to the ends of the earth. Rosetta, who has not picked up on on the intricacies of being an animal fairy, tells him to go away. And everybody else is like, no, Rosetta. Rosetta, Rosetta, please, seriously, though. She's like, no, I'm not your mother. Go away. It's like, girl, that's a crocodile. Uh, yeah. For one, first of all, you're yelling at a baby crocodile. Be nice. It's terrible. Well, get it in here. It's a crocodile. It's a crocodile. And it's hungry. So the baby crocodile saves them. Eats the cook. Eats the cook. Eats the clock. <laughs> it does, but not until the end. So it saves them by pulling them off of the table by like fucking with the tablecloth. Which yeah. I mentioned earlier, I just got a cat, and it's, uh, this is definitely something that a cat would do. So I guess that's what they're pulling from. Get th- and I guess this is canonically TikTok's first taste of human flesh. Does he get a nip on the cook? He gets, he gets a nip on him and is like, I'm never going to forget this. And he doesn't, because we know he follows Captain Hook around for forever. And so Captain Hook must have something special about him, because Captain Hook isn't even the first human he tasted. And he was like, no, but this, this is the good shit. Kevin Hook, I don't know if he just, like, eats a lot of honey. Yeah, this is that Wagyu beef shit, like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They contemplate saving Zarina. And here's the thing. No. Okay, so Tinkerbell this whole time has been like, shouldn't we talk to Serena? Shouldn't we get Serena to come back with us? And, like, everyone else is like, no, she attacked us. No, absolutely not. And here's the thing. She has done a thing that I cannot stress enough is unforgivable if you roofied a stadium of people you should be thrown in jail for probably forever if if you roofied a stadium of people and also around a quarter to half of that stadium of people die if right if because <laughs> let's say let's say because they all have allergies or something to, yeah. or something they're kicking in right yes it's just that, like it is such a wild thing to have her be the thing that she does is actually a lot worse than a lot of Disney villains. Yeah. But she is always presented as, like, sort of a victim. And she had no remorse for any of no. her actions until she got betrayed. Yes, and that's the other thing. is she would still be the bad guy if James had just hung out. Yeah, if he didn't betray her. Right, if he didn't betray her. he His betrayal to her... He was just like, and now I'm going to go do the thing that we were planning on doing. It's not like he betrayed her and was like, and now I'm going to destroy the fairies. Or, and now I'm, I'm going to do what he wants to do, which is which is make the ship fly. She yeah. wanted to do that too. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no line for her. 
She just did not want to be betrayed. Yeah, right? And like, honestly, I can see a version of this movie where she doesn't get because like we, before she gets betrayed is when she she and Hook have a little flyby, very reminiscent mm-hmm. of of Peter Pan, which is why it feels very romantic, probably. Yeah, that's fair. Although I think I think it doesn't matter what movie you are making if two people are flying it feels romantically yeah i've seen superman right like the the only thing she didn't do is say a fucking poem right like (laughs) Uh, some wild choices made. i like i do like the poem i'm hard on it because i do think it's dumb but i like it it's just a really weird choice to have her suddenly doing poetry in her head while flying with superman yeah for sure it's definitely not something you would do ever again (laughs) After doing it, after after doing it once, it would it would make it better if she just turned to Superman and was like, "Hey, I've been working on something." There's a version of this movie that would have been better if if her Mm -hmm. and Hook were a team, and Hook was trying to convince the crew, like, "Hey, she's super cool. Let's not betray her." And the crew was like, "Nah, you got to pick a side. Are you on the side of the fairies or the pirates?" Right, like. If right. we had a bigger, like, let's say, like, a Blackbeard for, for, you know, just to throw that name out there. Yes. It's, it seems really weird that Captain Hook is then the villain of this movie. Because when he's introduced, it seems like there should be a different A bigger villain. villain. Yes. Like Blackbeard. Maybe voiced by Hugh Jackman? You could do, you, you could do, you could get Jeffrey Rush. Ooh. Have oh, like I said, yes. this is just after Pirates. Oh, like, man, get that stank on it. Yes. You yeah. he didn't even have to put on all that, like, gross makeup. He could just show up and look like Jeffrey Rush and do the voice. Oh, I would love that. It'd be great. Yeah, but they don't do that it. That would be so they? much fun if they did that. But no, instead he betrays her. She's really sad about it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is, Captain, mm-hmm. is the fairies have done it. They've gotten away with the blue dust. And they're they're about to leave. Tink's like, maybe we should go back to save Zarina. And then Captain Hook shows up in the coat with the hat, with the feather. And he's like, if you don't bring it back, I'll kill her. Right? And here's the thing is that if Zarina would have killed Tink on the spot, the last time they interacted, she was ready. She had blood in her eyes. She was going to fucking kill her own kin. You got to just let her die. Here's okay, so I disagree for obvious reasons. Also, she's however, a mad scientist. How <laughs> cannot be trusted. Yeah, but Spider-Man doesn't just let Doc Ock die. He kind of does. <laughs> in, in the same manner, too. <laughs> but if Uh-huh. If <laughs> No, I'm waiting. If the fairies don't let her die because they don't believe in letting somebody die over this. I understand that, but it seems to be because she, like, they still think of her as a friend. And it's like, but that's dumb. And, like, she's not. She's bad, actually. Listen, if there was any moment in which Tinkerbell could have looked her in the eye and said, I don't, uh, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you, it's this moment, right? I'm sorry, she's done too many bad things. Okay, it's just that, like, imagine you're Superman. Okay, yeah, let's, bring it back to Superman. let's bring it back to Superman. Lex Luthor is about to be defeated, and he, in a fucking last-ditch effort, grabs Bizarro and holds a kryptonite knife to his neck. Tony, this is legitimately something that happens in the original Superman movie. Let me keep going. 
<laughs> At this point, wouldn't Superman try to save Bizarro? No, yeah, he would, but he would, no, right? But, like you, but and, you, and I think the fairies also have to have, in order for it to be a children's movie, also have to have unassailable. No, it's different, and here's why: because one. We Did know. I choose the wrong supervillain? Should it not be Bizarro? Is he too complicated? No, here's, here's what it is. is One, we know Superman has a code of ethics, right, that we know and understand because he's been around for however long, almost and 100 Tinkerbell years. Tinkerbell doesn't. She's like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman No, but yeah, we know Tinkerbell is down <laughs> to fucking murder because she almost kills Wendy. And that's a child. She does We that. know that Tinkerbell has the lust, that she could do it. She could Rorschach her anytime she wants. Dead. This was the moment. Cold blood. Nothing in the eyes. Turn around. Let her die. This is a now. This is a movie for five year olds. So obviously you can't do that. But one uh, one more argument. Just like the Joker, Tinkerbell lives in a society. Okay, Tinkerbell is an agent of chaos. What you're saying. But she does have all of her friends standing there, and it would be buck wild if she's just like, let's go. Oh, man, that last movie would take a different turn, huh? Like, it would be like, this This was the moment that everything started to fall apart. Oh, yeah, fairy society, finally, um, is, is going. They return the blue dust, like idiots, and Captain Hook, surprise, betrays them. Yeah, I mean, obviously. For one thing, this is straight out of Captain Hook's playbook. Like, you you toss the person into the Just ocean. Just toss them into the ocean. After you get it's them. not even the ocean. It's like a shallow lagoon. But also, it's straight out of every villain's playbook. No way you give this hostage back right now. For one thing, she's too good at this. Zarina is the most dangerous fairy. Like, Captain Hook cannot let Here's her the, And that's the other thing, right? Is it, from, from the fairy perspective, she does know too much. And from the mm-hmm. pirate perspective, she knows too much. Like, this this woman has tragically put herself in a position of, like, I don't think she's ever going to live a normal life after this. No. No, she has to take the radioactive orb or whatever and walk into the river. I can't remember how that movie ends, but I think that's I, close. No, it's something like Damn that. <laughs> he does... That was a Spider-Man 2 reference for any of you who know more about Spider-Man he, 2 and know that that wasn't a real reference because it didn't make it he right. He basically does that, but it's a little more dramatic, I think. Uh, Zarina has been double betrayed. Tink- oh, also, Tinkerbell does something that I do think is wild, which is she doesn't just hand the blue pixie dust back. She puts it back on the pedestal and turns it back on. <laughs> yeah, she didn't need to do that. She could have tossed it. Throw it at his feet and fucking spit on him. Like, come on. Here's your yeah. fucking pixie dust, <laughs> asshole. Joke. What'd you get? Nerd. Bees in Oxford and your mom doesn't love you anymore? Cry about it. <laughs> That's probably what happened. <laughs> That's why I became That's a why pirate. That's why became a pirate. We get a, we get a Houdini trick. Except uh, not as impressive. <laughs> not as impressive because you get to see all of it and it's all real magic. So that's less interesting. Old Z. Zarina. Zarina gets tossed into the into the water and everybody has to save her before she drowns. This is pretty cool. They all use their powers. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about it is that they have all, throughout this movie, which blessedly is not very long, they have all had to get better at using these powers that aren't really theirs. It's fun. 
And this is a moment where they can all use him together and save her. Again, if she hadn't been so evil, I, I would have more praise to give it. But here, There's a little nitpick I have here, which is that Zarina starts crying because she realizes in this moment, now that she's almost died, that maybe she's made some mistakes. Yeah. Oopsies. Yeah, in which she's crying. And I, and I had, I think at the time I watched this movie, I had just watched The Secret World of Arietti. Those tears need to be fucking massive. Ghibli has that down. Like, if you're a tiny person, <laughs> your tears need to be the size of fucking planets. Like, one, it's adorable. Two, looks great. Looks great every time. So they, they decide that they can't let Captain Hook get away with this. They've teamed up. They all get these little swords... And they're like, yeah, it's time to kick some and ass. And I was waiting. I was waiting. We never get a sword fight. There, there, there is no point. I mean, Zarina, like, p- points her little, you know, toothpick around. But I think it gets, like, knocked out of her hand instantly. That is a real and, and, shame. And, yeah, it just becomes, like, a magic on pirate fight. And, like, you know. One of the really fun things about Peter Pan, I always thought, was that he has the tiny. It's, it's a dagger. It's, he's fighting with a pocket knife. And here's, because it's like a toy. Because he's a kid. And then here's Captain Hook with a real fucking sword. And he swings all these guys because he's ready to kill this kid. And Peter Pan can match him swing for swing. That's great. I want that shrunken down a little more. Then again, if, if Serena tries to hit Captain Hook's sword, what's Alternatively, because we, she, we see her do this earlier in the movie. She could have used her magic pixie dust to pick up a... F- Fully sized sword. A real sword. She could have picked yeah. up a real sword. Right. Well, now a real sword. Wait, are you gonna are you saying she'll curse a do real you, sword? I, will, mm, <laughs> I guess I don't know if she could do it to a real sword. Real sword. Yeah. Mm. But if she did, I and mean, clearly she can't. But hypothetically, if she could, if she could, uh, mm, a real sword. Might have to. We could, but we could have seen a sword fight between like a tiny fairy and a grown Captain Hook. That would have been amazing. That would be great. great. (laughs) It would have been a fantastic end to this already boring movie. Yeah, this fight scene is pretty mediocre because the fairies, everybody except Serena, doesn't really have a lot to do. They have to fight the uh, the other pirates, but the other pirates aren't interesting, and you know. They spend the yeah, whole time there's winning. no there's no give and take, right? There's no ebb and flow to the fight. They just right. they just start winning. I think the, except with the exception of Zarina's fight with Hook, right? Well, that's why nobody else has anything interesting going on because Zarina gets to fight Hook. I don't even remember what Tinkerbell does. I think she kills all. the. His, <laughs> like, I, I believe she kills the Hispanic guy because he dies first. Yeah, that sounds like her. I know that Yang has to pilot the ship. I believe Although he dies second. Although it did second. seem weird to me that it did seem weird to me that anybody is steering the ship because it's already flying. By the way, at this point, the ship is flying, which is kind of neat. It's it's a good setup. Um, I wish they had done a little bit more, a little bit more. And then the last guy, because there are four of them, right? five of them. I don't. I don't remember what happened to the other other one. The the cook guy gets chased off by a TikTok. Yeah. So they're all down. Hook. And Serena get to have like a real fight. And this fight has some of the most sexual tension, I think, in the rest of the movie. <laughs> it is dense. 
Captain Hook does a, a thing that I, I actually, there was a part of me that was like, this is too much. And there was part of me that was like, you know what? Yeah. 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 Why not? Uh, which is he grabs a hook. Yeah. Yeah. He just grabs like a hook. He grabs a hook, I think, to get the, the dust away yeah. from her. He, so he's fighting her with a hook in one hand and a sword in the other. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. He better get used to that. She knocks him off the boat at one point, and he manages to get enough fairy dust on him fly. to fly oh, after her. It's great. It's it's very reminiscent of the ending of the first Peter Pan movie, which is fun. Yeah, it's yeah. If the movie had more of this, I would have liked it more. They they keep fighting. He ends up getting the dust away from her, except for one one one, one grain. tiny grain. And he, because he's he's feeling triumphant. Like, oh, you can take that one. What's what? what's one little speck between? Friends? I do, and I do love that line. And, yes. But here's the thing, right? Is if and maybe Tom Hiddleston doesn't have the range. If I was Tom Hiddleston, and I was like, "This is basically like the most Captain Hook line I'm going to get for this movie," I would have put a little growl yeah. into it, right? I think that's right? fair. Although it really seems like the. Did not ask him to send no, the captain. No, it, it really it I it kind of seems like he didn't really know <laughs> he was playing Captain <laughs> Hook. <laughs> Maybe he didn't. You know, it's a lot of visuals. Actually, yeah, like he just came in and recorded it, and later they were like, "So how did it feel to play Captain Hook? To play who? <laughs> to play to play who? what? You know, on on IMDb, he's called James, and if you click it, it does not go into Captain no, Hook. It's, it's just, just James." James. It would have been a fun thing to do, right? If the if the voice direction was there, it was just a little bit more. Okay, at this point, now what you are, Captain is, Hook, is Captain Hook. But instead, Zarina throws the little speck at him, and he it gets creates so much fix, pixie dust that he loses. Control. He loses control. He goes ape shit. He just absolutely gets owned by himself. He- Which is good. I liked. I. As much as this, as, as like, magic has rules, yeah. I liked that they were able to use the rules of magic to be Captain It's fun. It, it's a consistency that none of these movies have ever had before. Except for maybe yeah. the, the, the treasure trove. The, the lost yeah. treasure? Yeah. That has a little bit of it. Even though their rules for magic are hilarious. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And so they have, they have captured the ship, I believe they... Wreck it with seaweed and get all the pirates wet so they don't have any yeah any dust, dust on anymore. them. And then they steal the ship too, because why not? They steal the ship. I thought that they were going to do one last like reference here, and this was going to be the scuttled ship that's on the map. Oh, that's an interesting idea. They just dropped it on a rock. <laughs> like, all right, we're done. Yeah, they fix everybody. Poor fucking Clank has been keeping. All of the fair of uh, the winter fairies alive with a block of ice. I need Clank to look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the next movie because <laughs> that is so much cardio. He has been pedaling for at least twenty four ish hours. Yeah, right. Like it's been a day. And I thought they would start to wake up on their own. But no, they need not. magic to I come guess back. She was. I guess she was happy with them being asleep forever. forever. She not only roofied everybody, but she put them in a permanent And coma. this is f- cruelly foreshadowing what would happen to the fairy species. <laughs> and then, do you know what happens? Is everybody's like, oh, Zarina, you're back. We love you. It's great. There's a moment where she's like, I'm going to go because I've done an unforgivable thing. And I was like, 
And Tinkerbell's like, oh, by the way, Zarita's here. And don't we all love her? And they're and everyone's like, yeah, we love her. And it's like, what, what are you guys talking doing? about? No. There needs to be like a fairy version of Nuremberg happening here. Like, she knew what she was doing. She almost killed a quarter of fairy kind if it wasn't for Clank. The only good ending Zarina deserves is the ability to leave and continue being the pirate fairy. Like, forever away from fairies. Like, because there is... She's immediately accepted back to society, and they're like, oh, maybe we'll try your dust stuff. And it's like, guys, she's you a villain. You can't trust her ever again to not do something like no. this the next time she gets fired. She got, yes, she got fired from her job, which sucks, but it happens to a lot of people. And most of them don't commit war crimes. Like, come on! This isn't hard. It's a thin line, but I feel like it's a line that's far away enough from most people, right? Yes. (laughs) It's always a little thicker than you think, actually. (laughs) It's, here's the thing, not committing a a war crime is such a low bar. And she doesn't clear it. She needs to go. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do, and who knows, like, we don't know, like, maybe, like, two seconds after this, it's like, all right, uh, and Zarina, here is your padded room, and this is where you this is where you live from now on. But really, honestly, instead of that, we get Zarina being the star of the Olympics now, and it's like, guys, she just poisoned everyone. We're all okay. Also, with maybe this. we should put the Olympics on hold. Yes. Maybe everybody should go home and get a nap that's not yeah, drugged. Like eat some food, maybe. Yeah, can get, we get give looked it a at week? by a doctor, healing fairy. But whatever. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, this is this is when we get our last our last hint of Terrence. We get our last little taste of him because he he we we get to see him wake up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, look, it's Tinkerbell." This is also our last taste that we will ever have of Tinkerbell's sister. Paradise. Yes, I and the other winter fairies, winter fairies who are now gone forever will not appear in any other movies. Thank God they were all introduced. Yeah, I can't imagine what the next movie is going to be about, but they're probably not going to, none of these, none of this is going to be there. I think we looked it up at one point. This was the last time we saw any which Yeah. Movies. I don't think they're in No, the- they're not. The, we, the Never Beast, which I hear is the best one, probably not going to have any of this wonderful cast of characters that we've persisted with. Oh, yes, and then Smee saves Captain Hook, apparently. Smee saves Captain Hook. What a bad movie. Not terrible. Not terrible. Movie. Not, definitely not, not the worst thing we've seen. It's honestly... Not the worst of these movies. I know we had that disagreement. It's pretty me. wild, but also it's not crazy enough. I need it to be a little crazier. Yeah. yeah. And it just needs to be a little bit more fun. There's... It's almost fun enough for me to forgive all the weird shit in it, but not quite. And therefore, there's too much weird shit. If they could have gone back and rewritten Serena a little bit, I might have loved this movie. That, she's the biggest problem, right? Well, and I think also just her entire relationship with with Hook is it's it's not rounded out enough to make sense. Like, yeah. there's just there's so many problems with the 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 wants and needs of the characters that we have to interact with. That, like, 
it's never clear why any of this is happening. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing to want, is you just, you want everybody to have clear goals, so that you know, you know what the characters are Yeah, doing. and this is not a long movie. 70, no. 78 minutes, like, you're a hair's breadth over an hour. It might, and that might be the best thing about it. It's like if you're gonna watch a movie, if, if you have to watch a kids' movie, like you're babysitting, yeah, or you're hanging out with a kid. If you have to watch a kids' movie, this is fine because it's not very long, and you can probably put them to bed afterwards, and it won't frustrate you as much as Secret of the Wings. Yes, I no, feel I, like. no, same. But here's the thing, right? I would just watch the first one. The first one is the exact same length, and I honestly prefer it. I would just watch, or even better, I would just fucking watch The Lost Treasure. Because it's even better, it's slightly longer, but it's just a better time. Yeah, I do think, I I feel like I keep reminiscing about The Lost Treasure. I miss it. I miss it. Like, The Lost Treasure had, like, a fun animal companion. You get stuff with just Tinkerbell, you don't try to shoehorn everybody else in. And I know why they try to shoehorn everybody else in, I just don't think it works. Yeah, I just, it's, it's, here's the thing. Make a movie about all of them, or make a movie about Tinkerbell. I mean, I think that was the weakest part of this movie, is it tried not to be about Tinkerbell, and therefore the, the closest thing to a protagonist was And she's Serena. the villain, well, for most of the movie. Now, maybe if we had seen stuff from her point of view, it would have been a fun movie. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe if we had been there for that year in which she was just a pirate or something. Where is our ranking of these movies then, officially? I think think Lost Lost Treasure is definitely the best one. I like the Lost Treasure most. It's so good. Um, It just, the ending is so clever. It's fantastic. I dislike Secret of the Wings. It might be the lowest. Same. I have too many problems with that movie to to forgive. I would place Lost Treasure first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then original. Even though the original is weird and has a very mixed message. But Great Fairy Rescue is much weirder and has a much more mixed message. Yeah, no. Great Fairy Rescue is playing in, (laughs) in in such a space of like, science is fake and bullshit. (laughs) I... At least Tinkerbell is, like, pro-women in STEM. I don't know if this one beats out Great Fairy it's, Rescue. It's a tough gig. Yeah. I think I had more fun with Great Fairy Rescue. The the I felt like Great Fairy Rescue was it is. longer. It has to be. I think it's, like... Okay. It's an hour it's 16. 79, so it's 79 it's, minutes, so it's a minute <laughs> longer. <laughs> It's just like, I feel like you feel that movie a lot more than you feel this De- movie. Definitely, Although, but the thing is, is that movie also has like higher highs, right? Like all of Zarina's interactions right. with Tank. It's yeah, fantastic. That's fair. The, the car chase scene at the end, also great. <laughs> that, that was a good car um, chase. And then just, you know, this <laughs> little girl appearing from heaven to her science father. There's a lot in that movie that like stays in my mind as like, that was a fun time. I had fun watching that movie. I didn't have fun watching Pirate Fairy. Yeah, okay. So I would put Pirate Fairy before Secret of the Wings, but after everything Yeah, else. yeah, no, I agree. Boy, howdy. I. It's weird to have opinions on these we movies. We have one more. One more of these to go. One more! And this is, I think this might be the last, this next movie might be the last film ever worked on by Disney Toon Studios. 
Oh, they my. were shut down shortly after the production of the next Tinkerbell movie kind of stalled. And uh, um, and that kind of that to me is kind of the also the um, the end of direct to video movies from Disney. 21 years of, of direct to video Disney sequels end with this next one. And we haven't seen all of them, but it is after this, right? Disney shifts its focus like it has another thing that it's doing now to get that good, good return money. There will be a moment when the when the next sequel we watch will have been directed to Disney. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Tony, there's a Peter Pan movie coming direct coming out direct to Disney Plus in a year. I I I I can't. I can't. In less stop, than a year. Stop, less stop, than a year. Stop saying. Stop saying things. Stop. Stop saying things. Because you're gonna make us watch the movie. Oh yeah, you know it. <laughs> we have four. We have uh, at least three other Peter Pan movies that we haven't even touched. If we want to get into those, I don't think we do. <laughs> we probably There's don't. at least one that I would rather blow off my own foot than watch it. I think I know the one yeah, you're talking about. So, um, oh, and one, one last thing, I think, before we leave this movie forever, which is that at the end <laughs> of the movie, we do get like a beautiful illustrated map of Neverland. And mm-hmm. it does just say camp at the northern end of the map. But ha. oh, you mean instead of those, Indian but camp? But those teepees are still looking mighty racist and like just, just listen. I get it. Just erase all of it. I mean, should they erase all of it, or should they just have them be human beings? I honestly don't know. I the think answer. no. I just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. There, there I, might be too much baggage. It's so there. bad. It's so much. Bring the mermaid stuff back get rid of this like racist shit like just get rid of it or yeah i guess you know if you just i don't know if in in if it was just i i know for a fact that the, the new movie's not doing this but if like they just stumbled upon like uh like some like straight out of cabela's like wearing orange luminary vests hunters from the modern day that'd be fun thank you for listening to our video vhs vhs I have been your host, Tony Rebusto. I have been your host, Andy Reyes. You can find me on Twitter at TheaterBets and on my website at InspireByTrueBets.org. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RoyalTanderScoreMalins, and you can find my other podcast at TimeHonoredPictures.com, which was also on hiatus for almost a month while we moved, but um, should be coming back soon as well. Probably around the time this drops, honestly. You can find more of the podcast at DirectTune.video. And uh, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcatcher if you like us. And if you don't like us, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcatcher. We really appreciate it. Or your least favorite podcatcher, if it's iTunes. If it's iTunes. Because I don't like iTunes. My Might be my least favorite. Yeah, I, I, I have not. I have never used uh, Apple's like built-in podcast service ever. Uh Next time we will be finishing this series. Finally, a long, long, long awaited with Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never the Beast. Never Beast. Uh, Never Beast. Here we go. Sorry. Ah, uh, and stop. Uh, wait, 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 wait. You are the ghost of John I Smith. The ghost of John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay. Scene.
so I meant to watch it today, and I told you I was going to watch it again, uh-huh. but I couldn't because I found out shortly after telling you I was going to rewatch it that it's my birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> I was informed. Birthday. Thank you. I was informed. <laughs> you were the last to know. I was the last to know. 